This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I want to tell you a just a incredible story from Tennessee. Six foot frame, 310 pounds. His name is Eric Schmidt Matson. And if I could show you a picture of him, you would say this is Santa. He's uh Pure white beard. I mean, the Santas are not the Santas that we used to have growing up. The days, the days of those fake white beards are over. On Santa's helpers, yeah, those are, those days are gone. Yeah, uh, the Santa's helpers now look just like Santa himself. The, I'm sorry, what? The Santa's helpers that they use, you know, in the malls. You're right. Oh, yes. Just right. like the real Santa. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You'd see, I mean, it is, it's, no, it's not, cool. I mean, when you were growing up, Santa's helpers were not. No. no they were just helping. They were, they were, they were, and they weren't convincing. You could no. tell they were just helpers because yes. like, you, what is that? Is that you're wearing like a, a cotton swab beard? What is that? Right. So he won um, the Just for Men Hair Products Company um, 2016 National Contest for Beard and Mustache. And if you see him. It is an amazing beard. Amazing beard. Um, he was born on December 6th. Anybody know that why December 6th is important? Is it right just before September or December 7th and right after December 5th? Incredible day. Incredible yeah. day. Day before Pearl Harbor? <laughs> no. So tomorrow, tomorrow, watch his story because tomorrow's his story is on St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas Day is December 6th. Okay. Okay. That's the day that the real St. Nicholas died. Um, I was going to say, you didn't even give me a chance. All you did was let those two. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I know. I'm sorry, Jeffy. You're not sorry. But everybody knew you had the answer. Okay. So we didn't even worry about it. So he, um, uh, he waits for Christmas. And he plays Christmas 80 gigs a year and, you know, works at the mall and everything else. And he was um, to be in Nashville, and uh, he got a um, he got a phone call. He had just gotten home from work, and his phone rings, and uh, it was a nurse that works at a local hospital, and she said, "There is a very sick five-year-old boy who wants to see Santa Claus." And he said, great, I will be right there. Let me change into my outfit. And she said, don't. There's not enough time. Your red suspenders that you always wear will be enough. Come right away. So he was at the hospital in 15 minutes. He met the boy's family and mom. And um, 
they came out in the hallway and they explained that he was very, very sick and was on the doorway to death. And um, he said, okay, everybody in the family, unless you cannot cry, you can't go in there because I've got to be jolly and if you start crying, I will start crying and it'll be over. So he had brought the boy a present, a small little present, and, um, and it was wrapped. And um, he said, um, I'm going to go in, stay here in the hall. They left the door open. He went in, and this little boy was um, so sick. Um, he said he was so weak, he just looked like he was ready to fall asleep. And um, he came in, and he sat down on the edge of the kid's bed. And he looked at him, and he said his eyes opened up wide. And he said, so what is it I'm hearing about you missing Christmas this year? You can't miss Christmas. You're my number one elf. And the little boy looked up and tried to sit up in bed, and he said, I am? He said, of course you are. And the elves and I brought you a present. And... He handed the boy the present, but he was so weak he couldn't really even open the gift wrapping, but saw that there was something from his favorite TV show inside, and he flashed a big smile. And Santa just sat there with him for a while, and he said, the little boy, they say I'm going to die. How am I going to know when I get to where I'm going? How, how am I going to know that I'm there? This amazing man sat there. I can't imagine. How would you answer that? He sat there on the edge of the bed and he said, Will you do me a big favor? When you get there, you just tell them that Santa said, you're my number one elf, and they will let you in. Little boy looked at him and said, really? You're sure? He said, yes. He sat up and tried to give... Santa a hug and as he was sitting up he just looked at Santa and said can you help me Santa reached down and scooped this little boy up into his arms and wrapped his arms around him and died in Santa's arms he said he could feel him go limp and he couldn't 
move. He just sat there and held this little boy until mom, who was watching outside of the door, realized that her son had passed and came in sobbing, saying, no, 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 not yet, not now. This man is a former army ranger and said that he got out of the room as fast as he could, let the family have their privacy, and he had a hard time driving home through the tears. And when he got home, he looked at his wife, who spends her time being Mrs. Claus, a guy who has his ringtone, jingle bells, a guy who is Santa to kids year-round, and said, Honey, I can't do it another day. I can't be this man. She convinced him to do just one more Santa date. This is what happens if you're married to a great spouse. They know. She knew. He went into a school and all the kids saw him and he was Santa. And there was nothing but joy. And he has kept all of his holiday dates this year since. You know, when we serve people, we think they're the ones who are going to get something out of it. And in rare occasion, that's true. Pat's mother-in-law is ill and living with them. And we have a good friend that we all had dinner with on Friday night that has had one of the most tragic stories. We've told you about him before. He's stage four cancer and just one of the most hopeful and giving men I've ever seen and works in the nursery at the school with the children. And when you see him, he can barely move because of the cancer that is all coursing through his body. Recently, he was put into an experiment where they were going to use things like the bubonic plague and the AIDS virus and take out the guts of that and put in a cancer-fighting agent inside and try to attack the cancer using some of these deadly diseases. And it's a horrible, horrible experiment. Uh, 
Although it's it's actually healed some people. Yeah, and, and so when you are helpful. when you have the other option. And he had gone through a surgery to get prepared for this study. He had done all kinds of stuff off of chemo for six months um, and getting sicker and sicker and more and more in pain, but waiting for this experiment. And it was supposed to start a couple of weeks ago. And um, he got there and his blood work wasn't just right. Had to go all the way down to Houston. One more test before they start the treatment. He was actually there for the treatment, and he was, I think, early, and they said, let's just run this test. And um, his blood work wasn't right, and um, he was told flatly and coldly, oh, you no longer qualify. And he said, wait, because of my triglycerides? And she said, yep, they're up too high. And he said, well, okay, well, give me... Give me a chance to get them down. Give, give me a month and I'll, I'll get them back down. And she said, nope, it had to start today. And he looked at her and said, you realize you're pronouncing upon me a death sentence. I, I'm, it's too far gone now. You know that I, it's a death sentence for me. And him and his wife went out and they held it together until they got to the car And they both sat and cried. And then he said he remembered a blessing that he had received that said that if a treatment was available that would make things worse for him, he would suddenly be kicked out of that treatment. And he said, I was overwhelmed with joy. And Pat and I sat at dinner and we both, without saying it, thought I know the same thing. This is one of the greatest men and women I have ever met in my life. The power of their faith. Yesterday, Pat's mother, who is sick. My mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, A group uh, of people came and, and sang for her, sang Christmas carols, and he's standing outside, one of them, singing. to. He's got stage four cancer and has had for a couple of years now. Singing to my mother-in-law. Christmas carols. Wishing her well. Incredible. He's just an incredible person. We are blessed to live at a time when life is really brutal for some and really brutal all around the world. But we get the chance to see the best of life and the miracles in life, should we choose to look at them. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 